0: Do you really want God's will to be done? It's easy to say that we want God's will to be done. Usually when we say we want God's will to be done, we're thinking about the good will of God. The good things that, that God, that in God will, the blessings and the, the houses and the cars And the husbands and the wives And the jobs and the money And the friends and the fame And the fortune, we, we okay with that But when God tells us that we got Have cancer, do you want the will of God To be done When he tell you You're going to need to go on dialysis Do you want God's will to be done When he tell you that your, your children going to go to jail and be on drugs Do you want God's will to be done But if you sold out for him, you know that all things work together for the good. That whatever God selects for me and my life, I'm okay with it because it's his will and not my will. And if it's his will, I know I'm going to be okay. Yeah, I may go through some things. Yeah, I may suffer some things. Yeah, I may have some problems and some issues. But I know everything gonna work out because it's according to his will that all things work together. For the good who loved the Lord and was called to his purpose. God, let your will be done. My God, that's an awesome song. Thank you all so much for just ushering us right into the presence of the Lord. As I continue on this um, third Sunday of January as we uh, look at our theme for this year. Growing in our prayer life. We started with uh, eight different types of prayers in the Bible, although there are more, but we just pulled out eight different types of prayers. And as we continue on this theme of growing in our prayer life uh, this morning, um, I will be coming from uh, a couple of scriptures again um, just to uh, do the expository topical preaching on a couple of scriptures of my theme today, I mean, of my title today. So with your Bibles and your electronic devices in your hand, um, the first verse we're going to be looking at is Proverbs chapter 28, Proverbs uh, chapter 28, verse 9. And I ask that you pray with me. Father God, you are amazing. Let your will be done. Lord God, I stand here not on myself, but I preach your word that you have placed on my heart. Lord God, we come in here with different reasons, for different reasons. Some come to get a check mark, say I came to church. Some came to draw closer to you. Some came because they were made to come. But Lord God, whatever reason we come in here, we ask that you speak to us. We ask that you change our life, that when we leave out, We'll be different. We'll have the knowledge and the wisdom of what you have to speak to us today that we may understand your word even clearer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Have you ever prayed and asked God for help and God didn't respond? Or if he responds, He said, no. Have you ever prayed and and asked God for direction and God didn't respond? Or if he did respond, he said, no. Have you ever prayed and asked God to to heal you or or someone you knew was sick and was going through some things and God didn't respond? Or he said, no. Have you ever prayed and asked God to, to give you wisdom, to to, to give you a favor on a, on a test or a exam or a quiz that you was taking and, and, and God didn't respond or, or he said no. Have you ever prayed for God to, to open up some doors for you, um, for, for a job or, or for a new business or for a new career or, or for you to get your diploma and God didn't respond or he said no? How, how can that be? How can that be that, that 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 God calls us in Scripture to, to pray with Him and in, in some Scriptures He promised us like in John fifteen seven He said ask whatever you wish and it will be given in Psalms thirty four four through five the Lord will give you the desires of your heart God calls us to pray to Him and He promised us that He's going to answer but in some cases He don't have you ever been there you frustrated. Because you pray to God and you you ask Him to take care of some things and God don't respond. That you ask God to to move in your in your life or move in your children' life or in your family life or in your circumstances or situation and God says no. Why why God do would you call me to to pray to you but then when I when I pray you don't respond. When I, when I pray, you, you said, no, after you promised me that, that, that you will answer me and you will give me the desires of my heart and you, you will answer my prayers with yes, but when I pray, you say no. Has anybody ever been there? Has anybody ever ever been there and frustrated with God when you when you find God telling you no in your prayers and you've been on your face crying and pleading out to God and communicating with God day after day you praying and you praying and God still not moving on your circumstances or situation or oh, He respond and say no. Have you been there? Have you been there? But here. I want us to see in, in the scripture there, there are some reasons that the scripture shows us that hinders our prayer. It's some reasons that, 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 that God tells us no. Some some scripture that, that, that shows us why God hinders our prayer, why God don't respond or say no to our prayers. Because it's the second time, we will only look at four of those, those reasons that hinder our prayers when, when we pray. And the first thing is found right here in Proverbs chapter 29, verse, I mean chapter 28, verse 9. It, 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 here in the text, the, 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 one of the reasons why, why God, our prayers are hindered or why God responds no to our prayers is because we ignore his word. Look at this in verse 28 and verse 9, I mean chapter 28 verse 9 it says that one who turns away his ears from having, uh, from, from ears from hearing the Lord, even his prayers is abomination. It said it. it, it amazes me on, on, on how we can uh, think that God is going to answer our prayer in our favor and we won't even listen to his word. He, here in the text, it tells us that, that, that God, that our prayers will be hindered, that our prayers will not be answered because we're not obedient to the word of God. We, we, we go and we want to live the way we want to live and, and act the way we want to act and curry ourselves in the way we want to curry ourselves. And then at the end of the day, we think that it's okay to pray to God and, and God is going to say yes to our prayers. God says your prayers are hindered because you're not being obedient to my word. You, you, you can't live like you want to live. You can't act like you want to act. You can't walk around and do what you want to do. You got to be obedient to the word of God. The word of God says be holy because I'm holy. And you walk around wicked and messed up and doing all these other things. And God says I don't hear your prayers. God said this would hinder our prayers from being answered because you walking around in disobedience. You walking around doing whatever you want to do, and God says, I gave you clear instructions in the 66 books in in my Bible of how you should live, how you should cure yourself, the attitude you should have, the way you should conduct yourself as Christians, and now you disobey my word. You turn your ear to my word, and now you expect me to answer your prayers in favor. God said your prayers will not be answered because you ignore my word. You're not, you're not following my word. You, you, you disobey my word. I remember as a child when I used to act up in school and, and when I get home, I'm, my, I ask my mother for something. She said, if you don't listen to me, I ain't listening to you. I ain't giving you nothing. Get out my face. And this is what God said. God said, you expect for me to bless you. You expect for me to, to answer your prayers and, and answer your requests and, and answer all the things that you lay before me and you won't even listen to me. You won't even uh, uh, apply my word to your life. You won't even let my word resonate in your spirit that you may live a different life. But at the end of the day, you praying to me, God, if you do this, I swear this and I swear that. But you won't even be obedient to God's word. And now God says, guess what? I know to your prayers. I don't care how many times you pray. You can be persistent as you want. You come to the altar week after week, day after day, hour after hour. You can even get down on your knees and be like, God, look at me. I'm on my knees. Tears can come down your eyes. You can be spitting out of your mouth. God says, guess what? I'm not here what you're saying. I'm not answering your prayers because you have been obedient, disobedient to my word. These are things that hinder us from my prayers being answered. You want to you wanna, you, you, you find out why your prayers are not being answered? Just look at your life. Is it lining up with the will of God? Is you trying to live out the will of God for your life or are you just doing what you want to do? God says, no to your prayers. He says, your prayers are hindered because you ignore my word. You're not obedient to my word. Second thing he says, and we're going to flip over. Let's flip. To Matthew chapter six, Matthew chapter six, Matthew chapter six, verses five through eight. He says the, the second reason what hinders us from our, hinder our prayers from being answered, he said, is when we pray to impress people. Look what he says. He says in verse 5, he says, he says and, and when you pray, you should not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogue and on the corners of the street. He says that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you that they have their reward. Watch this. He said, but you... Speaking of us as believers, he says, when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Oh my God. And he says, and when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do for they think. Watch this, that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things you have need of before you even ask him. God says, "If, if he says, the reason why your prayer is being hindered is because you're praying to impress people. you you you're praying out loud to, to make people think that you got it all together. You praying out loud to make people be wild at your prayer, uh, uh, to make people fall out at your prayer, to make people think about your prayer versus thinking about God, who you praying to. He says that this is a problem while prayers are hindered because we out here trying to impress people with our prayer. Oh, Father God, you are the God that lights the stars up like the chandelier in my house. Won't you do it, God? Yeah, you will do it because you will do it, God. God, if, you t- if I take one step, God, you a God to take two. And you know you up here trying to woof and, and trying to impress people. And, and you, know, you know how them deacons go. Not picking on my deacons because our deacons ain't like that. But you know how they go. They, they want to pray all these crazy prayers. God, who can do everything and stand on anything and stand on everything because he's God. You ain't even said nothing. You're trying to oppress people and draw them into what you're saying instead of drawing them in to the living God, to the God who answers prayer. And now you're trying to get people to see you. He said, "Don't be like them. Don't be like them ones that's on the corner just praying." Now he's not. He's not saying that or, or prohibiting you to pray on the corner. He's not saying you can't pray on the corner. What he's saying is he's saying uh, he's giving a warning to us not to pray like them on the corner. Well, we're people in by, by, by the words we use, by the, by the cliches we use, that, that by, the, by, the, by the words that comes out of our mouth. He said, this hinders our prayer life. You, you, you praying just, to, just to, so people can recognize you, 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 you praying the wrong way. You, you praying the wrong way. If you praying so people can, can look at you and, and see you and not see God, you, you praying the wrong way. He said, this hinders your prayer. God says, I'm not answering that. Because it's not about me. It's about you. You you trying to be seen. Instead of lifting me up and and glorifying me that people may see my glory, you trying to be glorified. He says, look, don't 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 be like them. Don't 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 be like them. And and, and in time in the context, they were walking around just praying, you know, uh, they 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 had on their their, their priestly garments and they walking around, oh Lord God Almighty. Yes, he is. He's an awesome and wonderful God. And you, you know, you ain't got to put all that in your voice. You know, you just pray regularly because it's a conversation. And he said that this is a problem. This is a problem. He said that, that our prayers are being hindered because we're praying to be seen. We're praying that, that people may remember our prayer. Instead of remembering the prayer, who we remember the person who we pray to. So he said this this hinder us. This hinder us. He said, this hinder our prayer life. This this, this called God to respond and say no. Because our prayer is not about us, it's about Him. It's about Him. So He says we're we gonna He says the next thing He says that, that that what causes our prayer. He said, the third thing that causes our prayer, watch what he said. He said the third thing that, that causes our prayers to be hindered watch this, and we're going we're to look at James chapter 4, verse 3. We're going to look at James chapter 4, verse 3. you got to flip a little bit, but I tell you there's some good information. Probably most of y'all never really heard this before, that your prayers are hindered. But he says in James chapter 4, James chapter 4, 3. James chapter 4, 3. He says that the, the third thing that i our, our prayers are hindered, and, and God responds, no, because we pray for the wrong motives. Look what He saying in James chapter 4, 3. He said we pray with the wrong motive. He said you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss. Watch this. That you may spend it on your own what? Pleasures. God says your prayers are not being answered. Because you have selfish motives behind your prayer. God said, you, you praying to me for, for things that are going to glorify you. You, 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 you praying the, the, that you get a new house so it can make you look good and not God look good. You, you praying so you can get a, 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 a raise that you can use the money to glorify you and then glorify God. You praying with the wrong motives. God says, I'm not answering no prayers when you come to me with the wrong motives. And the problem is, we all come to God with wrong motives. I remember um, as a young guy, my wife uh, got married. we two years in our marriage, and we we got three kids, LaMonica Jazz and and Lua Colin. And uh, Lua Colin was two years old at the time, and we had a car seat. And my wife had a a Toyota Blackhawk Coupe, um, Toyota Torsero Blackhawk Coupe. And I had a Mercury Marquis Banana Yellow. My wife hated that car. It was banana yellow, but it had 11. It was all power, and she couldn't stand the car. But I loved the car, and we 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 understood that God, our family is getting bigger, and, and we need more space. God, we we, we need some more pr- space. So me and my wife was was praying. We said, God, we 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 need a truck. We need a truck. And I and I and I remember this because we we sat there and we prayed, and I said, God, look, I don't care what kind of truck you get. me. God, I, I don't care what color the truck is. I don't care what name it is, I, I just need a truck to, to support my family, to, to get my family through, to, get, to, to have one vehicle where we all can get in this vehicle together and we don't have to drive two cars. God, just, just bless me with, with, a, with a truck, God. And, then I, I, I did, and then, then I put some details on it. I said, God, with the truck you give us, we only can afford $300 a month. That's all we can afford. We, 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 we can't afford $315. We can't afford $305. God, I, I just need you to give us a truck. Where I can ride my whole family together instead of taking two cars. And God, this is what we need. We need $300. So, so one day we were riding up um, Route 1, which is uh Rollout Avenue coming out of D.C. to College Park. And we wasn't even looking for a vehicle. We wasn't even looking for a vehicle. We was just riding. And I, I, out to my peripheral vision, I saw this truck. And I said, baby, let's Let's turn in here. That's that, that that's our truck right there. That's our truck. And we turned in there, and we, we went in there, and it was dark car, Chevy dark car. It was up there on the corner right there, if you remember, up at College Park. So we go in there, and I said, um, I said, I want to see your truck, so the, the guy came out, and we got to talking, and, and, and we just, we, we brand new Christians, so we praying on faith. We, we, we heard that if you pray to God, he will answer your prayer, and if it's right, so we praying, and we don't know if he's going to answer or not, but we prayed anyway, and we get up there and find out that the salesman is a Christian. So the salesman, we talking to him and we, we we talking to him and told him, hey, we looking for this truck for our family. We got our kids there and everything, you know, and we telling them to look sad so they can help us out, you know, so we could get this truck, you know, you know how we do. So we up there and we praying, we prayed about it. And then next thing you know, uh, uh, he said, well, let us go in. He said we test drove the truck and rode it around. I like it. And then he said, well, let's go talk to the finance department. I said, oh, we, we you know, we we just bought a house now. Um, credit not that good. So we, we but we needed $300. We can't do not if it ain't three hundred, we can't do it. We can't, we can't do it. So he said, "All right, well, let's go in here." So we went into the finance office and we started talking to the the financial person and found out she's a Christian. And, and I'm just telling y'all how to favor God. So we get in there and we give all the information we got. She said, "Well, um, th- if you want this truck to take this truck home, because we ain't had no money, we just bought it out. We ain't got no money. We we credit it ain't that great, but it's good." And we said, "Okay." She said, "If you want this truck, it's nine hundred and twenty-four dollars a month." She said, "That was going to be, $924 a month. I said, ma'am, I, I can't afford that. My, my mortgage at my home, my townhouse is $1,100 a month. And you telling me I'm going to pay? And I, she said, yeah, you're going to have to pay for this for five years. I said, well, we, this is not our truck, babe. This not our truck. I just may, maybe, maybe I seen some of God's put in my spirit that was wrong. That way. my truck. So the lady said, watch this, though. On that night, the lady said, take the truck home for the weekend. And what I want you to do, I want you to take it to the credit union." And I want you to take it to the credit union and tell them you gonna You want to buy this truck and see how much they give it to you for. If they don't give it to you for what you need, then you bring it on back. And I said, no, I've seen them games before. You ain't trapping me with this one here. <laughs> she said, no no screens attached, no paperwork, no nothing like that. All I need is a license. So I said, okay, so we drove the truck the whole weekend. Fell in love with the truck. Monday morning, I'm there before the credit union opened. And I fill out all the paperwork, and the credit union came back and said, your condo would be $300. $300. I'm telling you that when you pray the right way, the problem why our prayers ain't answered because we're praying selfishly. I didn't need a truck. Yeah, I would have loved to have a Range Rover. I'd have loved to have the Denali. But guess what? God, just give me what you give me. And I'm okay with it because it don't matter what you give me. I know it gonna run a long time. I know it's gonna work out for me. All I need something, is something that's for my children. You gotta start praying with the right motives. God, guess what? I need a house. I don't need the house where Eight, bedroom, eight bedrooms, eight bedrooms, and 24 bathrooms, and five cars. Co- all I need is something that my children can get in. Give me a three-bedroom and six of them can live in there. God, I just need you what you're going to give me, and it all going to work out. I said, our prayers, our prayers be hindered because we act selfishly. All we want is all, for ourselves, to glorify ourselves. God says, I'm not answering that. No to your prayers because you act in a selfish way. Say, your motor's messed up. Your motor's messed up the way you act, and you gotta ask the right way. God, if it's your will, give it to me. And guess what? It may not be what the other people got, but it's what God gave you. And guess what? You ride that thing, you live in that thing, and you work that thing out, and God gonna work it out. I had that truck for so long, somebody stole it a couple of times. I got it back, and it's still running. I thank you, Lord, for what you gave me. Guess what? Because it's in the will of God. And guess what? When it's in the will of God, it's gonna be blessing anyway. It says says that we pray. We got to be careful how we pray. Because we pray selfish. Selfishly. What about God's will being done? God, whatever your will is. Whatever you want to do. Whatever you you desire to do, God, I just want to pray in your will. And he says that this is one thing that hinders our prayers when we have selfish motives. He said, this hinders our prayer life. The fourth thing, and I'm out your way. Fourth thing, I'm out your way. He said, here's the fourth thing that hinders our prayers from being answered. And this, this to the husbands. He says, for the husbands, he says, your prayers are hindered because you treat your wife. Wrong. Look what he says. First Peter chapter 3 verse 7. Look what he says. Y'all ain't got to believe me. I'm gonna read it for you. First Peter chapter 3, verse 7. He says, Husbands likewise dwell with them, speaking of the wife, with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. God said, husbands, it's a way and a holy way and a right way that I put before you in treating your wife That will hinder your prayers. God says, husbands, the reason why I'm not answering your prayers, the reason why you're on your face praying about your children and and praying about your home and and praying about your future and and praying about your job and and praying about your health and and praying about this and, and praying about that, the reason why I'm not asking you, you may need to look at how you're treating your wife. He says, I, I knew I wasn't going to get no amens on that. <laughs> he says, look, he says, you may need to look at how you treat your wife. Look what he says. He says in verse number seven, he says that husbands likewise dwell with them with understanding. He says, look, you with your wife, you got to have understanding of your wife. Now, I know husbands, it's hard because I have a wife. It's hard to have understanding because their understanding change so many times. It always changes. I'm I'm trying to understand my wife and, and listen to her, but it changes up so much according to the emotions of the day, and, and it changes so it's hard. I remember I remember my wife telling me um I would love to get um to get a, 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 a the you know the 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 thing that the uh, cosmetologist has the 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 curling iron that is an iron that you plug up and they stick the curlers in. Y'all know what that called the iron? What that called, Sean? A stove, okay? Not the stove in the house, but the stove right there. So you know the stove that you plug up. So the little stove. So she said, I love to get that, and I love to get them little them little curlers that you curl, you know, that the old old beautician used to do, that you get the little burn on the side of your head when you're going in. Yeah, she she said, I want that. So I, I said, oh, so I'm listening, because I'm trying to have understanding. I, I'm listening, because to have understanding, you got to listen to them. You gotta understand what's going on in their life and what they saying between the lines, and you know, and y'all women y'all hard to understand, but I'm understanding. I'm like, okay, I got him. I'm, I'm like, mm-hmm, I got that. I'm I'm already planning it out that. Oh, I'm gonna get me a brownie point on this one because I gotta understand it. So I go to the beauty supply store and I walk in there like I knew what I talk about. I said, let me get one of them and let me get about five of them curling irons. And I, you know, I hooked her up and I spent some money in um in uh what's the Sally beauty store. And I'm up in there and I'm I'm good I'm good to go and I'm right because I'm listening with understanding but when I get home I wrap it up and it was Valentine's Day and I said baby I got you a Valentine's Day gift and she said you said I need my head to, ah, and start crying and I'm like what in the world did I do like, what did I do? I thought I had understanding. And she was like, you said my hair is nappy. Oh, my God. This is not a Valentine's Day gift. And now I'm like, what did I do? I listened with I So I know it can be hard. But he said, if you want your prayers answered, you got to work through that thing. You got to listen to your wife. You got to dwell with them and spend time with them and nourish them and encourage them as husbands. You got to know that they're the weaker vessels. He's talking about they're weak in strength and we stronger. We got to stand in front of them and protect them and cover them and guide them and lead them. And he says, if you don't, your prayers will not be answered. Husbands, the reason why our family's so jacked up is maybe because we're treating our wives wrong. We're not dwelling with them with understanding. We're not listening to them. We're not covering them. We're not understanding that they're the weaker vessels. He said, now your prayer's not even being answered because the way you're treating your wife. Man, it's some good stuff. God said, as men, young men, you want to be married. You want to have this this wife thing? He said that according to how you treat your wife, is am I going to answer your prayer or not? Maybe you're a husband. You've been praying for your health. You've been praying for your children. You know your children are going through things and experiencing a rough time in school and, and grades not right. Maybe you're having issues on your job and, and you praying out to God and say, God, what is going on? I'm in church. I'm in Bible study. I'm in class. But things not working out in my family. Things not working out in my life. And God says, maybe because the way you're treating your wife because of your conduct you're hindering the whole family from being blessed watch this, you're stopping your children from reaping the blessings of God you're stopping your wife from reaping the blessings you're stopping everybody from being blessed by the way you treat treating your wife and all of us have been there where we have prayed to God for God to move and God said no he said no God didn't respond to your prayer because the way you was praying hindered your prayer. I don't know where you are. I don't know what's in your life. I'm not God. But have you been praying the right way? Have you really been seeking God with the right motives? Or are you praying selfishly? Have you really been praying with God, praying to God that, that your words may be glorified to him and not glorified to yourself? Have you, have, have you really really been, been praying to God and, and you've been obedient to his word? Or are you doing whatever you want and expect God to show favor on you. If we're gonna grow in our prayer life, we got to understand there's some things. They hinder our prayers from being answered. So today I want to challenge you to change up your prayer life. To change up your conduct. Where your prayers will be answered. Here's four things in the scripture. as many. as other ones. Also our prayers, are, and, I, and, I, and I can't go to it, but also our, our prayers are hindered from, from, from spiritual um, warfare. Daniel tell us that in Daniel. Daniel prayed and, 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 and the demons were fighting with the angels, hindering up the prayer that God answered him 10 days before. Because the spiritual warfare hinder our prayers. But today I want to challenge us to pray the right way. I want to challenge us to, to really have a true prayer life with God. Because if we're going to go in our prayer life, we got to understand there's some things that hinder our prayers from being answered. Amen.